We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is hump day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hump day where we getting over the hump on our way into the weekend, baby. I'm glad to have you guys here with me tonight. Uh, 888-344-1170. There's so many topics, things happening out there. Who's cooking the books on COVID? Man, we got we got to talk about that because there's very few people in the media that are. I got my monitors up here in the studio tonight and not even the network that's supposed to be conservative uh, opened with what should be the number one story in the nation tonight, and that is the Enron math that is going on around this country involving the CDC in manufacturing a crisis. Shocking. Or really, should it be shocking? In fact, we've got John Solomon, one of the last actual investigative reporters who's going to be here, and I'm going to ask him to weigh in on that as well as tell us what we can actually expect, what he thinks we can expect from Durham or we, and Bill Barr in terms of any actual accountability for the coup attempt that took place with the FBI and the DOJ, as well as he's here to share some shocking revelations. Y'all think you know how crooked Joe Biden is. Well, wait till you hear from John, Sol- John Solomon. We've got those topics and more to share with you guys tonight. Follow me on Twitter at Andrea K Show. I'm on Instagram at Andrea K Show. I'm also on Parlor at Andrea K. No show there for some reason. I, I I couldn't I couldn't choose that name. But anyway, um, and we are streaming live right now on Facebook at the Answer San Diego page. And if I sound a little down right now, uh, excuse me in advance for feeling a little off. Um, I tell y'all always about my balance in nature and how that's helped my immune system. What it doesn't do is is save me from myself when I work out too hard and, and overdo it a little much. And I'm feeling it in my back tonight, kind of feeling it all over. So hopefully I'm going to be able to stay upright in my chair as you guys watch me on Facebook Live. Keep those comments rolling. And so um, hopefully I'll have some time to read those out to you guys. Um, it's It's hump day here for me tonight, but it's actually Friday for my friend. Who joins me because he's he's actually happy. He's he's happy to be done with the AK show as of tonight. And it's my friend, DJ Corn Cobb. Hey, hey, listen, guess what today is? <laughs> guess what day it is? Hey, what day is it, Mike? Mike, 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 Mike. Anybody? Julie. Hey, guess what day it is? It's hump day. <laughs> hump day. Hump, hump, hump day. Ha, 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 ha. 
In honor of today being my Friday. Yes, very good. Um, thank you for all that you've done as you've been sitting in for taking the place of uh, DJ Potato Skins, and then also Radish was in. So we've we you've you've been filling in for a lot of people here, helping me out, and I appreciate it. And it's been a lot of fun too. Oh, sure it has. He's so happy to be done with me after night. It's not even funny. <laughs> I'm teasing you. No. Um, no, it's 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 been a pleasure to work with you. He likes music as much as I do, and because of the rules right now in radio, I don't get to play as much of my favorite music y'all know i used to love to do my chair dancing as you guys could watch me um you know i'm i'm in good mood tonight even though i i tell you why i'm in a good mood in spite of the lies that have been coming out of our government across this nation involving coronavirus this is a real virus people are dying from it but as somebody said on facebook today fauci lied the economy died the more that the more we learn about this disease, the more they have to lie and continue the lies to prop up and to justify not just the shutdowns that started at the beginning and the economic destruction and the fallout from that, but to continue to do it, to continue to shut down. They're lying. And nobody's reporting on it tonight. Nobody. In Florida, in the state of Florida, which is now the big epicenter, see, they got it. They got to move the conversation away. They got They've got to continue to fear monger because even the original epicenter of New York. And if you look at what happened in New York, uh, something like sixty something percent of the cases and the people who died there died in nursing homes, which was intentional. You couldn't visit a nursing home, but they intentionally sent six seniors, the high risk group, into nursing homes. How many times do we have to say it? So it's clear. Uh, the, we were sold a bag of goods. They used phony models. Let's remind everybody what the original, the OG, the original lies were. The original lies were that too many people will die if we don't shut this down. We got to flatten the curve. It's only going to be for 14 days. And then of course, when no hospitals were overrun, because they're telling us today that there's a two week lag time, right? So at the end of those 14 days, we should have reopened because the hospitals were not being overrun. In fact, you remember how many 1.4 million, this is how much they lied to us in terms of the risk that we faced. 1.4 million healthcare workers across the country were laid off. Here in San Diego, we lost 400 just to Palomar Health. That's the degree to which they lied. Then, in order to scare us that we were all going to turn into Italy, the only thing that was similar to Italy and was replicated with Italy was the way in which they were lying in attributing the manner of death as COVID when it wasn't. What they were doing in Italy was anybody that had pneumonia, anybody had the flu-like symptoms or whatever was attributed to COVID. And that's what they started doing here in this country. In fact, in San Diego, of the 448 people who have died, supposedly, somewhere in the neighborhood of 10 or 11 actually died from COVID. You can, be, you can test positive for COVID and have no symptoms, die in a car crash, and they're going to say it was a COVID death. So they have had to continue. If this was the crisis that they actually fed Donald Trump and led us to believe it was, they would not have needed to manipulate the numbers in order to manipulate the minds of the American people. Telling us in February and March we didn't need masks, all of a sudden we got to have masks on, all of a sudden we got to have six-foot distancing. It's all about trying to control us, every bit of it. And in order to keep the controls going, they look at the epicenter had to move from New York to Florida because we can't have Andrew Cuomo being held responsible. We can't have the reality of the number of deaths being attributed to bad management. No, it had to shift to Florida. And who's the governor down there? A Republican. Over 300 testing sites in Florida reported 100% positive results. 100%. 
This was uncovered uh, uh, from a local reporter, not anybody, not anybody in the mainstream media, none of the crack reporters that you see at the New York Times or Washington Post or anywhere, some lo- or, or NBC News. No, it's a little local dude out of Fox 35 Orlando, Charles Billy, I get, think his name was. He's, he's, he started getting suspicious because he saw that, uh, that there was, was 100% uh, positivity rate. So, for example, I don't have time to go into all of it. So Orlando Health, for example, is a, is a health organization down there. And they reported a 98% positivity rate. He got suspicious. He contacted one hospital and they said, well, no, we're, we're at 9.4%, 98% as Orlando Health stated. And this went on and on and on across the state over 300 times. This, this inaccuracy was reported to Florida's health authorities who didn't get suspicious on their own. We're supposed to believe that they actually believed a 100% positivity rate. Because after the exposure, the, the Florida Department of Health confirmed that the public, both private and public laboratories were required to, to um, that they changed it. And they started to require both positive and negative results to be reported to the state. And not all were. Why would they only need positive results? You look at the news and what the news has been about Florida. And you can see exactly why they did it. And at the same time, they've had to deny, Fauci had to deny whether or not the mortality rate, oh, well, we don't, we don't want, oh, you know, we, that's a false narrative to actually believe that the low mortality rate is good. Fauci lied, the economy died. There's a Bloomberg article out today that even updates it even worse in terms of the CDC involvement. The Trump administration uh, made the decision that all states reporting in numbers, it needs to bypass the CDC and it needs to go to the Health and Human Services director. A lot of people are questioning why. Well, there's an article out of Gateway Pundit today that has uh, three uh, three actions uh, the CDC is taking that promote fraudulent numbers. Uh, states are forced to include possible case, probable cases in their COVID mortality reporting. Probable cases as in, oh, gee, it looks like it, somebody's having trouble breathing and it, it, it's an 85-year-old who's got pneumonia or having trouble breathing, a respiratory condition on top of three comorbidities and they die. We got to label it COVID. That's one. The second is that the CDC, nobody, I haven't heard this reported anywhere else. The CDC is forcing states to go back and actually recalc. The numbers. So like for San Diego, that's all of a sudden reporting 16 deaths here in San Diego. For days, there was none. All of a sudden, there's 20. It's possibly because they're doing what the CDC is ordering people to do, uh, states all across the, the country to do, which is to go back and recalculate through guesswork whether or not um, whether or not anybody actually tested positive for COVID or not. Here's an example. The Illinois Department of Health director admitted Uh, that Illinois counts anyone who has tested positive for coronavirus at the time of death as a coronavirus death, despite the actual cause of death. And that's what I was referring to a minute ago when I said, you can test, we all know now, all these people, many people can test positive and have no symptoms, never become seriously ill, but that's being counted. But if, if they test positive and they die in any other manner, it's being counted as a COVID death. Uh, the CDC also includes those, um, uh, the second is that less than 1% of all coronavirus deaths have no additional comorbidity. Only 150 Americans to date with no pre-existing conditions have died from coronavirus. And the third is that the CDC includes those who were tested and identified as having had the coronavirus 
um, with those um, having uh, included. What they're doing is they're including active case numbers, people who had it and got well. So when you see current case numbers up there, that's including people that got it, tested positive, either never got sick or got healthy from it. And but it's being reported as active cases. This is all this is all Enron math being used to stoke fear, but to seize control over our lives, our businesses, our schools, et cetera. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to shift gears. We're going to bring in John Solomon, probably one of the top two actual real investigative journalists left in this country. He's got an amazing new book out that will shock you. Maybe not, because I know y'all pay attention to Joe Biden and how crooked he is and what's been going on in this government. Um, But he's going to be here to talk about his new book, and I'm going to ask him to weigh in on the CDC. He's a straight-up journo. He may not give his opinion, but you know he's got the facts. Stay tuned. John Solomon is next. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are. For students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Purchase your copy of Facing Reality in American Education today at Amazon.com. If you could do one thing that changed you forever, would you? How about something extraordinary? A bucket list item with years of memories packed into 10 exciting days. Set a clear new vision for yourself this year and join Dr. Sebastian Gorka and Mike Lindell on the Stand With Israel Tour this December 2nd to 11th, 2020. Journeying through one of the most politically and spiritually significant places in the world, you'll see over 40 iconic sites straight from Scripture. For all the details and to reserve your spot today, visit TheAnswerSanDiego.com. You've heard all the lies about President Trump. Trump is a racist. Trump is Putin's pet. Here's the truth. Trump is the most effective conservative president that America has had in decades. And every lie they spread about him is targeting you. This is Kurt Schlichter, and my new book is called The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You. It does what no other book does. It knocks down the 21 biggest lies about our president with facts and logic and humor. Trump obstructed justice. Trump hates immigrants. These are big lies. And the reason for the lies is simple. President Trump is the first president in a long time to stand up for the Constitution and for conservative principles. And when the left wants to tear down everything this country stands for, my new book, The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You, explains why this president's courage and common sense are exactly what we need today. This is the most important book of the year. Read it and you'll agree. The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You by me, Kurt Schlichter. Get it wherever books are sold. If you could do one thing that changed you forever, would you? What about something exciting and extraordinary? A bucket list item with years of memories packed into just 10 days. Make 2020 a year you'll never forget and join me, Sebastian Gorka, on the Stand with Israel tour this December 2nd to 11th. Journeying through one of the most politically and spiritually significant regions of the world. You'll see over 40 iconic sites straight from history. Register today. Join Sebastian Gorka on the Stand with Israel tour December 2nd through 11th. Register today at TheAnswerSanDiego.com. That's TheAnswerSanDiego.com. 
Hi, this is Andrea Kay, host of The Andrea Kay Show. You have to see Larry Elder's new movie, Uncle Tom, a movie of hope and redemption. The story of America's black conservatives, the history of the Democrat Party, and its involvement in racism. Uncle Tom stars some of America's most influential black conservative thinkers, like Larry Elder, Candace Owens, Herman Cain, and Brandon Tatum. All with three things in common. They're courageous, they've had a life-changing experience, and they're black conservatives. Uncle Tom is the movie the left doesn't want you to see. Told by people they don't want you to hear. Their stories will shock you. Their journey will amaze you. Their courage will challenge you. Now more than ever, America needs to hear their story. Visit UncleTom.com and use promo code San Diego as one word for 20% off. Do you have the courage to discover the truth? See Uncle Tom now at UncleTom.com. Save 20% with offer code San Diego as one word. That's UncleTom.com, promo code San Diego as one word. Learn what it takes to achieve success and overcome adversity from those who've already done it. Hi, it's Brett Davis, host of Talk with Brett Heard Saturdays at 4 p.m. on The Answer San Diego. Each week, we feature experts from various fields that can guide and provide resources to overcome incredible obstacles in life. We'll also honor our everyday heroes that are giving back to the community. Join me, Brett Davis, for Talk with Brett, Saturdays at 4 p.m. on The Answer San Diego. Streaming now at TheAnswerSanDiego.com and Radio.com. Andrea K. telling you like it is, all while eating a donut, too. It's The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is hump day, 888-344-1170. If you want to call in and tell me how happy you are, looking forward to the weekend. You got any any thoughts on uh, the, the announcement out here in Southern California that the Rose Parade is not going to be happening? They're making that announcement now in July, in it, eight months, seven months in advance. This is absolutely crazy. I would love to hear from you guys tonight, 888-344-1170. Keep those comments rolling on our Facebook live stream. Joining me now, I'm super excited, as as I know he's a hero of many of you out there who actually appreciate actual journalism, actual real investigative reporting. I think there's a handful of people doing that. We know it ain't happening at the New York Times from yesterday, right? John Solomon is right up there with people that we love and respect, like Cheryl Atkinson, who's been on the show, and Sarah Carter. And you know his work. You know what he did to contribute to educating the American people as to the deep state and what they have done with the coup attempt with a weaponized FBI and DOJ. And he has continued his investigative work with a new book that's coming out. Y'all think you know how crooked Biden is and crooked Hillary is? Wait till you read his book, Fallout, Nuclear Bribes, Russian Spies, and the Washington Lies that Enriched the Clinton and Biden dynasties. I love the title alone. Hi, John Solomon. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Oh, thank you, Andrew. So good to join you. Thank you. Okay, well, before we get into your book, which I'm dying to get into, I would be remiss if I did not ask you to weigh in on the CDC and the reports of cooking the books that's been going on in Florida. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> Peter Navarro, yeah, yeah, you know where I'm going. Peter Navarro's got the, the op-ed out in yeah. USA Today where he just went, you know, I think six items he listed of where Fauci's been wrong. And those right. of us, those of us who've been paying attention for a while, even before President Trump and uh, the weaponized FBI and DOJ, we've seen these unelected deep state bureaucrats. Lois Lerner with the IRS, right? Weaponized right. to control 
elections uh, against uh, Americans, against conservatives and the Tea Party, and then the FBI and the DOJ. Then we saw it again with the Ukrainian whistleblower, with the national security, the NSA, with Colonel Chow Thief, and then Fiona Hill at State Department. So why would anybody trust the CDC and the NIH when this pandemic first arrived? Well, listen, they've given us bad advice time and again. It was go on a cruise, then don't go on a cruise. Wear a mask, don't wear a mask. Uh, put people in nursing homes, take them out of nursing homes. Uh, they didn't. They were not prepared for this pandemic, despite the billions and billions and billions of dollars that we've given both of those agencies over the year. And, you know, Dr. Fauci knows me very well, because back when I was with the Associated Press in the late 90s and early 2000s, I did a series of investigative exposés on his work, one of them involving the NIH's use of foster children in New York City to test AIDS drugs on them. It's <gasps> a, sort of a modern-day Tuskegee experiment. And and so he knows me well, and, and I've, I've done his work, uh, or, you know, explored uh, the, the ethics and uh, efficacy of his work for years, and, and it is not surprising to me that there are these issues still surrounding him today. It's, they have followed him for a long time, going all the way back to the AIDS crisis, where he was making bold predictions about how AIDS spread that wasn't true, never turned out to be true. Um, and so we've done a lot of work at justthenews.com, our, our website, uh, uh, highlighting some of this work. We have more stories coming in the near future. Well, we God bless you for your work. And you must ha- have, because I, I was being honest when I said there's like about five actual real straight up journalists oh, left in this country. You're because, so kind. Well, I mean, it's true. And, you know, it's hard work to do. Um, you know, it's all turned into, you know, opinion. I'm just an opinion person. My background's in corporate sales, actually. And so we, we the American people, our founders, really wanted a free press to, to hold our elected officials accountable because the average American's busy running their business, raising their family, and we're dependent on news outline reporters to get the truth to the American people so that we can make a proper decision when we go to the polls. Now we don't even know who to trust. So if we didn't have people like yourself and like Sarah Carter and like Cheryl Atkinson and Lara Logan, I don't know where we would be right now. And and it's really important that the American people know who they can trust and where they can get their information from, particularly given now. The culture is that you're not allowed to criticize an elected official. You, how dare you yeah. criticize the FBI and our law enforcement, our intelligence agencies? Now Fauci's got some protected shield around him, and I'm I'm finding out, and I didn't know that he was using foster kids as experiments. I mean, that's absolutely repulsive, and yet he's still got the gig. Yeah, no. It, listen, there's been lots of controversies. There've been whistleblowers in the NIH and in his specific division of infectious diseases that have raised concerns, and, and it is what it is, and. And I think, you know, you, you talked about the law, loss of trust, the loss of, of, of honesty, the loss and the politicalization of uh, institutions. That, that's the final chapter of our book in Fallout. In Chapter 10, we talk about 2009 to 2019 becoming the decade of deceit, a decade where agencies that we trust to, trusted to remain above politics, the FBI, the State Department, the intelligence community, the news media, that they all suddenly became involved in politics and they all began to start to use deception and misinformation and disinformation. And what what we talk about is that we are in the beginning of a new era of information warfare in which American institutions are delivering uh, misinformation intentionally to create uh, causes and to to create uh, outcomes. And, And if we don't get a grip on this soon, if we don't handle, we don't punish what's already happened in the FBI or the DOJ or the intelligence community, this will become the new norm. And then we will not be the constitutional republic that our great founding fathers created will be a banana republic. And I think that's one of the great concerns we have after 
writing this book that, you know, we can expose all the wrongdoing, but without punishing the momentum to make this the new norm in American politics is still very very large. Well, and that's such a concern to me. I think you've got a new article out uh, as of yesterday, I think, on Just the News about Flynn. Even more more revelations coming out about Flynn. It's unreal. And yeah, it's yeah. unreal. And Sullivan, I, I, I said it from the jump when he was, when the appeals court said that he needed to drop it. Drop <laughs> it. I said, oh, he ain't, Sullivan, he's going to dig in his his platform heels on, on this yeah, one. He ain't going anywhere right. with that. And, you know, and we still, people are concerned that Durham is, is reportedly now possibly going to kick his report uh, past the elections. The American people, you know, we're just dying for actual. We don't want bad bad guys to go free, even if they're Republican and conservatives. We just want the right thing to happen under the law, John Solomon, and it is not happening. Mueller, you talk about no. in your book about the uranium one deal. Mueller is brought in right. as a special prosecutor. Wasn't he the one who handed the sample over on behalf of Hillary Clinton? Yeah, well, listen, he's the FBI director in 2008, 9, 10 when an undercover FBI informant is sitting inside Vladimir Putin's Russian nuclear empire. It's called Rosatom. It's a company. And he's getting real-time intelligence out of this informant that the Russians are providing gifts to the Clintons, that the Russians are uh, trying to create a Russian uh, uranium monopoly that will paralyze the U.S. uranium industry, that the Russians are paying kickbacks, bribes, and extortions to people in the United States to, to monopolize the uranium market, and despite all that intel coming in, and he does tell the president, and there are briefings, the Obama administration with uh, Robert Mueller as their FBI director went ahead and gave uh, Russia billions of dollars of new nuclear fuel contacts, contracts, uh, the Uranium One assets. We helped them build an uh, alternative to the Silicon Valley called Skokovo. All of that intelligence, all of that hard work by that informant could not change the policy because the Obama Clinton Biden team was determined to give uh, Iran and Russia whatever they wanted. They wanted appeasement and they got it and they, they blew past very strong red flags in our intelligence community. And do you talk in your book also as well? Because I remember when, when Hillary Clinton was doing doing that Russian reset and selling up the setting up the Silicon Valley over there. It's like she was working as like their business development person over there, which coincidentally yeah. lined the pockets of the Clinton Foundation, uh, you know, as well as some speaking fees for Bubba. Um, do you talk about yeah. that in your book and then also share about we Biden, do. Biden and the Ukrainian connection? Because people don't realize that the Biden's Ukrainian stuff had to do with Russia's nuclear capabilities. Yeah, it, it, it did. And not only that, it, it had to do with the failure of Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden, and President Obama to uh, carry out the Russian reset. What happened was they set, came in in 2009 and they, they pursued a different policy than what Republicans have done for the last 30 years since Ronald Reagan. That is peace through strength. We don't give in to our enemies. We use strength and we negotiate the peace. The President uh, Obama brought in a new concept, this idea of appeasement. If we give our enemies what they want, if we if we give Iran a nuclear deal despite their bad actions, if we give them billions of dollars, if we give um, Russia all the nuclear fuel contracts, Skokovo and other things that they want, they'll be good stewards and they'll appreciate us and they'll like us. And that failed because Vladimir Putin, the KG, KGB agent that he was, he took everything that Barack Obama would give him and then he pulled the carpet out from him and he invaded Ukraine. Well, wait At a second, moment, though. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. At that moment, Joe Biden then has to go into Ukraine and try to prop it up because their strategy with Russia miserably failed, perhaps the greatest foreign policy failure of the last 50 years. And Joe Biden comes in and his first strategy is 
let's give help Ukraine build a gas uh, infrastructure so they don't have to buy Russian gas. That will help them become more independent. And it's not two weeks after Joe Biden sets that in motion that Hunter Biden comes in with his hands <laughs> open and gets that job at Burisma and he's cashing in on his father's policy, $3 million. So you have bad foreign policy fail, uh, uh, coupled with a personal enrichment of these dynasties, the Clinton and Biden dynasties. So then no wonder that they had to do the whole they, the whole um, crossfire hurricane and all of it had to do about Russia because right. it was all a smokescreen. It was a cover-up, not, not just about uh, covering up the uh, – we think in terms of the investigation, the crossfire hurricane and Mueller and all that about covering up the crimes of Hillary Clinton with the Megazi and the deleting 33,000 emails. But it was also about covering up, uh, you know, as well as her role with Russia and the do- dossier and all that. It was also about covering up all this foreign policy with Russia. It was, in fact, uh, Andrew, that is one of the seminal scoops in the book, which is in the summer of 2015, as Hillary was gearing up for her 2016 campaign, she did a poll, a very pre- private secret poll on all of her liabilities over the course of her career. What was the biggest thing that voters worried about? Was it Whitewater? Was it uh, Rose Law for billing records? Was it Vince Foster? Was it Benghazi? Was it the classified email scandal? And the answer was no, none of those were as concerning to uh, to voters as was the fact that her husband and her appeared to have been cashing in, Clinton Cash, the name of the book uh, Peter Schweitzer wrote, The Great Work. They were cashing in on the failed Russia policy. 53% of the people that they uh, interviewed in the poll said that was the single largest reason why they might not vote for Hillary Clinton. Hmm. And it is that poll that sets in motion the opposition research project that ultimately leads to Christopher Steele and Fusion GPS to the FBI. It was a political dirty trick, a neutralization strategy to to try to ensure that Republicans wouldn't use Russia against Hillary Clinton because they knew that was the single biggest thing. And it didn't work. Because President Trump got in, he started using the crooked Hillary mm-hmm. line, and it, and it worked. And yeah. uh, But that's how we got Christopher Steele. It was actually a political dirty trick. Interesting. Last question for you. Um, do you think that uh, anybody will face any prosecution for uh, any of this? For the Mueller? I learned a long time ago, as a, uh, as a reporter, never make predictions, particularly when it comes to indictments. So here's what I can say. I have seen over the last six to 12 weeks, enormous evidence of a criminal investigation underway all across Washington. Witnesses being interviewed, documents being gathered, plea discussions, uh, plea bargain discussions going on, lawyers being contacted. All the signs are that there's a major criminal investigation, the sort of activities that normally, normally end up in, in, in resulting in either an indictment or a plea bargain or things like that. That's going on. It's heavy activity. All of the people involved, because uh, to, to his great credit, John Durham hasn't leaked one iota. He has been a quiet prosecutor. No politics, no leaks, unlike the Comey and McCabe FBI. But, the, you know, the people that are affected are talking. Mm-hmm. And it looks like Labor Day, just before, just after Labor Day, we might see some activity, indictments or plea bargains. Now it's up to a grand jury, so we don't know until that happens. But that's consistent with what Attorney General Bill Barr has said, too. Late summer, right around Labor Day. Mm-hmm. So I'd keep an eye on that time. But there's a lot of enormous activity more than 100 agents and lawyers are working on the Durham investigation. Well, that's interesting information. I thank you for that. Um, and I haven't heard that from anybody else. Of course, of course, we hear that from John Solomon. I cannot <laughs> wait to read your book. It's Fallout, thank Nuclear you. Bribes, Russian Spies, and the Washington Lies that Enrich the Clinton and Biden Dynasty. This is your summer read, America. And buy extra copies and give it to your friends because we are going into an election. And we we need to make sure that everybody, It's it's been like shock and awe. 
of information the last few years. And then right now, with the, uh, in terms of everything that's gone on with the FBI and the DOJ, and now we've got the pandemic and the BLM uh, stuff going on, we need, to, we need to be focused. And we need to be educated and understand the enemy that we face in, in this November election in the, in the form of Joe Biden. And so get educated, America. Get this book. Make sure you get copies for family and friends. And John Solomon, thank you for all you do for freedom and um, keeping Americans educated as to what's going on. Uh, thank you, Andrew. I really enjoyed the time tonight. Thank you. Take good care. Very well. All right. Uh, stay tuned. We're running a little bit past the break, but wasn't John Solomon worth it? We got more to talk about. President Trump got a major endorsement today on the heels of a big win last night. More Andrea Casio coming up. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Sell your home for top dollar quickly and smoothly. Call Julie Jules Real Estate. Julie has sold over 800 homes using proven marketing strategies and home staging to enhance your home's appeal, entice more buyers, and get you more money than other agents by far. Hi, I'm Julie Jules. I'd love to give you a free home staging consultation. Just give me a call at 619-992-7113. Call for your free home staging consultation. Moving out, moving up, or moving in, call Julie Jules, 619-992-7113. This report is sponsored by the Word on Wealth Financial Network. Hi, friends. Do you work with an investment advisor or do you work with a broker? Well, investment advisors are bound to a fiduciary standard that was established as part of the Investment Advisors Act of 1940. The act is pretty specific, and it tells us what a fiduciary is. And basically, it means that an advisor must place the interests of the client first. It consists of a duty of loyalty and care, and it simply means that the advisor must always act in the best interest of his or her client. It also means that an advisor must do his best to make sure that the investment advice that is given is using accurate and complete information. So friends, do you work with a registered investment advisor that has a fiduciary standard or do you work with a broker that's earning commissions? If you'd like to talk about it, make sure you give me a call for your free consultation. 800-727-PLAN. 800-727-7526. I'm the retirement professor, Marty Schneider. 800-727-PLAN. After a pandemic, the levels of blood in hospitals and at the Red Cross are at all-time lows. Please consider your family, friends, neighbors, and our military. Call 1-800-GIVE-LIFE. This message courtesy of Three Men and a Tree Incorporated, serving the Answer San Diego listeners with pride. For all your tree service needs, call 619-654-6500. That's 619-654-6500. Or visit threemenandatree.com. That's Three Men and a Tree Incorporated, reminding everyone to please give blood. If you've fallen behind in your credit card payments during the shutdown, you're probably feeling some added pressures. And even a brief history of late payments can lead to a big drop in your credit score. But you don't have to solve these problems alone. Trinity Debt Management can help. We'll work with your creditors, put a stop to late fees and other penalties, and make a plan that helps you get caught up. We'll also consolidate your bills into one easy-to-manage monthly payment and negotiate much lower interest rates. Not only will you find immediate relief, you'll save thousands. And don't worry, it's not a loan. It's a smart way to get back on track. All you have to do is give Trinity a quick call, and we'll take care of the rest. Right now, no one really knows what the future will bring, but one thing is for sure. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Here's the number. Call one 800 
1-800-793-8548. That's 1-800-793-8548. Have you ever wanted to learn a new language like French, Spanish, or Russian, but thought it would be too difficult and time-consuming? Then go to Babbel.com and try it for free. Babbel works because it's built around real life. It teaches you everyday practical conversations that you will actually use. In 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. Babbel uses a modern conversation-based technique that makes language engaging, fun, and memorable. It starts by teaching you words and phrases. Then, sentences gradually get more complex. Soon, you're practicing short conversations about real-life topics. Babbel is created by language experts who use the space repetition method to help you learn quickly and remember what you learned. With Babbel, you can speak a new language. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel for free. Just go to Babbel.com and start learning a new language today. That's Babbel.com. B-A-B-B-E-L dot com. The Answer San Diego. Streaming now on iHeart.com and Radio.com. Andrea K, the donut queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Um, before the break, we were talking to John Solomon. I seriously cannot wait to read his book. You know, um, that he's doing the work that the mainstream media is not going to give you. They're not going to talk about how crooked Biden is. You know, they're, they're going around still trying to push this Trump was a Russian ass, asset nonsense when it was Obama, Obama and Biden that are Putin's boys. And Biden's also China's child, too. Because one of the things John Solomon's book is focusing on Russia and everything that went on there as well as Mueller. But we also remember that Biden was, and, and flew on what's it what's it called for the let for the VP's plane? It's Air Force One is for the for the president. Do you know what corn cob what the name is for the for the vice president's plane? Two is it is it Air Force Two? Okay, that was just right in front of my face. I should have picked that one up. Flew flew on the VP plane over to China, where Biden introduced his kid to uh, some Chinese run government businesses in which Hunter Biden still has associations. So no wonder Biden's around talking, talking up China. And so is, uh, so is Fauci. Talk about, uh, talking about being in bed with China. Getting back, uh, we opened the show, though, with talking about the truth about uh, the inflation of the numbers, the lies, the fraud that's being perpetrated on the American people to stoke fear that everybody out here is a walking anthrax killer, killing machine, going to get everybody sick and going to die. That this is this is just as big a threat as they predicted it was in the early stages, which which is not true. Alex Berenson on Twitter has been one of the main people to to talk the truth about about this situation. It's a real virus, but it's also real the way that it's been been fraudulently uh, handled as as a way to to uh, usher in the left's Marxist schemes. Here's here's some stats on Florida. Uh, after this was just from uh, a couple days ago, um, but it's I mean, it's it's still pretty much the same situation. He says after a week of nightmare headlines about Florida and about 70,000 new cases, a.k.a. positive tests, hospitals have a grand total of 130 more patients, 2.5 uh, percent in ICU beds statewide, less than 2 percent in ICU beds statewide than last Sunday. Can't make it up. Forty five deaths in a state of with uh, today with a state in a state of 20 million people. Americans need to wake up as to what's really going on uh, here with this virus. 
Um, I, I got to tell you guys a little local news. We've got some heroes going on in San Diego. We've got some churches in San Diego that are refusing to shut down. Gavin Newsom has come out and said no in, 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 uh, inside church services indefinitely. Uh, this is back after he said you could have church services, but you can't sing. There's, there's churches. I'm not going to give the names of any businesses or churches that are going to continue to stay open in case there's any snitches out there listening and want to rat somebody out. But there's churches that are saying, you know what, we're going to continue to operate. There's more than a couple of gyms around San Diego County that are saying we're not going to shut down. If anything, shouldn't churches, this is so ridiculous. It is so mind-numbingly astounding to me that any American could look at what's going on with the actions these governments are taking across the country at the city-state level and actually think it makes sense. Actually think that it makes sense for, as somebody said here in, in San Diego, that nude bars that don't serve alcohol, you can go into an all-nude place in San Diego because it doesn't serve alcohol, but you can't go into a church. Nudie bars are considered essential in the city of San Diego, but, you, but a church isn't. Gyms aren't considered essential where you can go and actually do something to boost your immune system and get healthy. I guarantee you, I, I should probably Google it. I haven't, but probably pot dispensaries are probably considered essential, but not going to a gym. So again, you can congregate in a Walmart, but you can't congregate in a church. We need to be pushing back against it. We need, we need, we need more people like these gym owners that I've seen on the news today that are saying, you know what, I'm going to keep my business open. If you're going to, you're going to, you want to find me 50 to a thousand dollars fine. That's cheaper than me shutting my business down again. Um, a little news yesterday that, that broke yesterday in San Diego that I'm surprised didn't make national news um, is you who guys you guys remember the synagogue shooting that we had here in San Diego? Some crazy kid. They tried to say that he was a Trump supporter when he wasn't. You know, yeah, he was a Nazi sympathizing you know white supremacist, but his manifesto had nothing at all to do with Trump. Anyway, he shot up a synagogue. One woman lost her life, and the rabbi there was was injured. In his hand. Well, that rabbi has pled guilty, I believe, today in a federal court uh, to a fraud scheme. I hadn't heard of it before. I don't know if you've heard of heard of this before, uh, Corn Cobb. If you have, you might not want to admit it because you might not want to admit any knowledge of of, of how tax schemes work. <laughs> but evidently, no, I knew about the the rabbi though. You did, yeah. Yeah, I I hadn't heard of this. I guess the play is it's something called the ninety ten. To where what you do is what he was doing is he was taking in a donation. Let's say he would take in a $10,000 donation from somebody. Uh He would um, keep $1,000 for himself, give them back $9,000, but let them take a write-off for $10,000. Whoa, that's crazy. So, and he did this to the tune of pocketing $600,000 for himself and ended up costing uh, the IRS and uh, the taxpayers uh, into the millions of dollars. That's terrible. It's it's absolutely terrible. And, you know, this was a man that got paraded around after the terrorist attack in a synagogue as a hero and, oh, yeah. you know, beloved by the community. And, and what one of the things why I'm talking about this story tonight, and it bugs me, I said earlier to John Solomon, I am not somebody that is looking for Republicans to get off easy and having liberals you know, in terms of the FBI and DOJ prosecutions. I want equal justice under the law. I don't care who you are. I don't care what your title is. If you've broken the law, I think you should be prosecuted. And I don't like hearing that those that gave the donations are looking at decades behind bars. But he may walk because he played an, quote, important role after the shooting. Now, the role he was playing prior to the shooting and afterwards 
was fraud. That was the role that he was playing. He wasn't a hero. You know, he didn't he didn't choose to go into battle and and jeopard and risk his life on behalf of his fellow man. He was somebody who was standing, you know, in synagogue and, you know, was shot at. You know, if he committed this kind of crime, because I guarantee you, if you and I were doing something like this, Corn Cobb, we'd be we'd be looking at some years into pokey. Oh, we'd be busted big time. Right. So, you know, that's what I have to say about that. We're going to take a break. We come back. We've got more to talk about the major announcement for Trump today. Some, they're trying to downplay it in the news, but this is such good news for Trump. Stay tuned. We're Andrea K. Show coming up. Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are. For students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Purchase your copy of Facing Reality in American Education today at Amazon.com. Bill Holland with the answer on Wall Street. Stocks give back an early gain and drift through the day, ending, however, broadly higher after we see the beige book reaffirms the Fed remains a friend. They see economic improvement, but we're still way behind where we were pre-pandemic period, yet a friend is a friend. The S&P is now up on the year, and the Dow is nearly there, and maybe tomorrow. The ugly second quarter earnings already priced in, but some were better than anticipated. Goldman Sachs, for example, a blowout quarter. New York area manufacturing, much better than expected last month, and corona treatment progress is reported, so the media derangement hype pretty much ignored. Apple wins a $15 billion tax case in a European court. Tesla, a $14.7 million tax break to build its electronic truck plant in Austin, Texas. And canned tuna sales up 100% in the last four months. A short supply now, so Costco's limiting purchases. to Holland with the answer on Wall Street. Hey, are you guys open? Yeah, yeah, we are. Come on in. As businesses reopen across the nation... Is your business prepared for what comes next? Salem Surround can help. COVID-19 brought America's thriving economy to a screeching halt. But now, local businesses are getting back to normal, and families are getting out to shops, stores, and restaurants. Are you ready for the return to business and all that pent-up consumer demand? Business recovery plans should be ready to go right now. The marketing team at Salem Surround is ready to help, so you don't waste a minute or a dollar recapturing market share. We'll help design your recovery plan plan targeting potential customers with proven marketing strategies with everything in our toolkit working for you digital audio mobile even audience engaging contests and promotions contact salem surround for a free evaluation of your digital marketing plan learn more at surroundsandiego.com surroundsandiego.com connecting you with new customers Wouldn't you love to give your child, grandchild, niece, or nephew a high-quality private education? How about for half price? Well, the answer San Diego's half-price tuition is back. 
You can choose from tons of private schools, preschool, high school, even college, all registering for the 2020 and 2021 semesters. You could even save thousands of dollars like these happy families. I looked into half-price tuition, and he will be attending a school because we were able to take advantage of the half-price tuition. We appreciate everything that you guys did for us, and we're happy that I came together for our family. Visit TheAnswerSanDiego.com and check out the list of schools in your area. Pick the school you want, then call us at 844-800-5757. That's 844-800-5757. So you can lock in your half-price tuition. Go to TheAnswerSanDiego.com right now to see all the schools participating. Or call us at 844-800-5757. That's 844-800-5757. How do you listen to The Answer San Diego? I downloaded the free Answer San Diego app for iPhone and Android. I like using the iHeartRadio app or going to iHeartRadio.com. I love using my smart speaker. All I have to say is play The Answer San Diego. And there are easy setup instructions at TheAnswerSanDiego.com. I listen by clicking listen live at TheAnswerSanDiego.com. So there certainly are a lot of ways to listen to The Answer San Diego. But don't forget, you can always find us on FM 96.1 in North County and AM 1170 in San Diego. Answer San Diego. Streaming now on TuneIn.com and Radio.com. Andrea K. Telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Just reading some comments here on the Facebook live stream. Jeff Holtman says, why is it that the Dems leftists always project what they do onto others. They paint others with the brush of what they themselves are guilty of doing, trying to mask their guilt. Well, that's it. That's part of it. You know, I think I think on a subconscious level, it is about masking their guilt. Um, But it's also it's very strategic. You know, you know, if you want to accuse Trump of if you want to cover up uh, what you've been doing with Russia, trying to interfere in an election by partnering with some you know foreign government to come up with a smear file like Hillary Clinton did then you know the, then you launch an investigation you know against the opposition party for their ties to Russia right i mean it's it's actually kind of brilliant and we in the republican party is just not is just too honest too nice i mean you know and and we continue to lose because we've got all these people like Karl Rove all these strategists who don't know how to fight and you don't have to fight from a place of being dishonest, but you can at least, you can at least push back. You know, I, I remember, I, I always flash back to 2012 with Mitt Romney. I mean, the Republican party chose a man who brought a spork to, from KFC to a knife fight with Obama. And I remember that debate when Candy Crowley, uh, some, as some people put it, planted evidence at the crime scene where she propped up Obama's lie that he had called Benghazi a terrorist attack. And Romney just caved right right then and there. And I had one of the country's Republicans' top strategists and, and, and actually a guy who trained uh, most of, of the Republican Party candidates across the country who came on my show and said that we did not have a problem with the media in this country, that the media was not left-leaning after Candy Crowley did that. After the debates in which it was so obvious, it wasn't even just Candy Crowley. I mean, did we not know back in 2012? Did we not know there was a left leaning media? So, you know, you, you don't we didn't need to be as devious. We didn't need to be as evil. We didn't need to be as dishonest. But we what we could have at least done is actually fight, actually get in the game actually push back against the lies. John McCain could have actually said, yeah, Obama. When you're talking about transforming this country, what do you mean? Yeah, Obama, how come you launched your campaign for state senate in the home of the of the uh, weather underground? Bill Doors, a domestic terrorist, 
Yeah, Obama. Um, let's talk about you, you being raised by a Marxist and a communist. Let's talk about Reverend Wright's church in which he sat there and said, GD America, and the chickens have come home to roost after September 11th. And you sat there for 20 years. Anyway, let's get into some good news, though, from last night. First of all, I mentioned it briefly on the show last night. I didn't have any details. Jeff Sessions lost, and he didn't just lose. He got pimp slapped all the way from Dothan, Alabama, all the way up by, you know, University of Bama up north of the state. And I got to believe, because I, I still got family in Alabama. My daddy grew up in Alabama in Opelika, right next to Auburn. And so um, I actually smiled today because I, I went to LSU, but all daddy's side of the family, they all went to Auburn. And it was an, a former Auburn football coach who just destroyed Jeff Sessions. And I have to believe that uh, my side of the family in Alabama and the rest of those Alabama voters were like me from day one who said shame on Jeff Sessions for recusing himself, for going weak and abdicating, giving up his job. If he didn't want, if, if, if he didn't give up his job, he should have given up his job. Instead, what he did was he recused himself, gave over his job as the attorney general to Rod Rosenstein, who signed his name to one of the phony FISA warrants. He sat back and allowed Rod Rosenstein to bring in Mueller, Comey's best friend, the one that we were talking about with John Solomon, who was thick and, as thieves with Hillary Clinton in this uranium one deal, allowed to bring, bring him in. And Jeff Sessions knew day one there was no evidence against Trump for for this Russian collusion nonsense. Jeff Sessions, in other words, enabled, participated in with his recusal in an illegal investigation, a coup attempt of a free and fairly elected president of the United States. And I am glad to say that the Alabama voters didn't want any more what Jeff Sessions was offering up to the voters. And on top of that good news, President Trump's former doctor in Texas won his race in Texas. So everybody that Trump supported from uh, Tuberville in Alabama, his former doctor in Texas, and I believe some other races, all ended up winning. And then on top of it, to continue the winning theme, today there was some question as to whether or not uh, the police unions uh, would endorse uh, President Trump. They didn't endorse anybody in 2016. In 2012, I believe they uh, endorsed they endorsed o- Obama, I believe. I don't think they went 2012 without an endorsement like they did in 2016. Well, they have decided, this should come as a shock to nobody, that the National Association of Police Organizations endorsed Trump today, uh, citing his steadfast and very public... Um, shoot, I lost my... I lost my thing here. Steadfast support, basically, is what they said. Um, during this time of unfair and inaccurate, appropriate, what, I don't even know what this word is, being directed at our members by so many. Uh, we particularly value you directing the attorney general to aggressively prosecute those who attack our officers. So they re- this group represents more than 1,000 police unions and 241,000 sworn officers. Oh, they did endorse Obama and Biden in 2008 and 2012, and they did not endorse anybody in 2016. So, of course, the left is coming out today saying, oh, this doesn't mean anything. Endorsements don't mean anything. Let me tell y'all, if Biden got this endorsement today, they would be crowing. Rachel Maddow, everybody today would be like, oh, look. You know, uh, police reform is finally here, and it's going to come at the hands of Joe Biden. No police reform and jail reform. Uh, came at the hands of uh, President Trump. President Trump is the law and order president. Uh, He is the one that wants to restore law and order, and not just 
for communities of uh, that are prosperous, but for the African-American communities. Trump has done more for African-Americans in his three years than the entire Democrat Party has done, going all the way back to Mr. Free Chicken in Every Pot, which was really the New Deal, which was really, I think, what brought in so many of the Democrat voters. Congratulations, Trump, on your victories. I love it. I think that we are on our way to a Trump win in November. Thank you, Corn Cobb, for working with me. Appreciate you. Thank you to John Solomon. Thank you to all you guys. We'll be right back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out.